We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? We're back like we never left. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, and today we are doing a National Signing Day, special National Signing Day breakdown episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. We are going to be focusing specifically on Roderick Pleasant, the newest signee in Dan Lanning's 2023 recruiting class for the University of Oregon. That's the big news of the day. But before we get into breaking down every angle of that commitment, do me a favor and make sure you lock in with me on all social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at mtorresports, and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Torres. That is actually where we are coming to you live on both YouTube and Twitter to uh, bring you guys the Ducks Dish podcast. So do me a favor and like it up, like the video, and leave a comment in the live chat if you guys are here live letting me know about your reaction to Oregon football's national signing day here as the 2023 recruiting class begins to come to a close. So let's get into today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Roderick Pleasant, the top remaining defensive back in the 2023 recruiting class, has committed to the Oregon Ducks. What a big win for Dan Lanning and company. This was a Really just a huge decision. You know, I was uh, I was at uh, Sarah for the commitment this morning, you know, got up, got my coffee, and then drove on over to Gardena for what was a packed house. Uh, there was, like, nobody there when I first got to uh, the school, first got to the gym, and then it was just absolutely swarmed with people uh, all out there to see Roderick Pleasant's college commitment. So I think kind of a couple different things I was hoping to do on this episode of the show. Uh, maybe I'll get some questions if you guys have them or address some of your comments. Uh, but first, I wanted to kind of get into a little bit of an eval and then talk about the impact of this recruitment, right? You know, some of the story and the impact on the recruiting trail, impact on maybe the 2023 roster for Oregon, uh, which is loading up on defensive backs, loaded with defensive backs, talk a little bit about the USC versus Oregon recruiting rivalry that has really been unfolding for a number of years. But now with Lincoln Riley taking over for USC and, and them having a really solid season and a renewed 
you know, energy on the recruiting trail. I feel like this is going to be uh, a really entertaining recruiting battle that we're going to be seeing for years to come between Dan Lanning and Lincoln Riley. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that and more in this episode. So make sure you guys stick around. Going to go ahead and get some highlights up on the screen. So you guys can uh, see who I'm talking about here as I break down Roger Pleasant's senior season highlights. Roderick Pleasant is an Under Armour All-American corner, a high four-star prospect. Here you see him in the playoffs. I think it was the playoffs against Chaminade. Just crazy closing speed, rips the ball out of the running back's hands, forces a turnover for the defense. And with Roderick Pleasant, the biggest thing uh, that everyone wants to talk about is his speed. Here you see him with a pick six early on in the season against Orange Lutheran. Uh, of the Trinity League. So like I was saying, Roger Pleasant's biggest characteristic to his game is speed, but it's not just speed. You see the ball skills there with another interception. Here he is against Tennessee quarterback signee Nico Iamaleava and Warren. Uh, I want to say this, no, this wasn't in the playoffs, excuse me, but uh, here, here's a, a, big, um, a big play. Roger getting a pick of, of Iamaleava there, so that's a, a big play. So Roderick's speed is really pretty much unmatched in the 2023 class. The only guy who comes close to having as much speed as Roderick Pleasant is Oregon's other big target of the day on National Signing Day. That, of course, being Nicholas Harbor, who ended up opting for the South Carolina Gamecocks. But Roderick Pleasant, California State record holder in the 100 meters, 10.14 win legal time. And this is a dude that can flat out fly. So what does that do? That's going to make it, you know, a, a lot easier, I would think, to match up with a lot of these top receivers that he's going to be facing as a defensive back at Oregon. I'm thinking about a Roderick Pleasant versus Zachariah Branch matchup that we could very well see in the near future. Zachariah Branch, the number one wide receiver in the 2023 recruiting class out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman. He signed to play for Lincoln Riley in the USC Trojans. And now we're just seeing, you know, it's kind of like a big chess game, right? Lincoln Riley gets a five-star receiver. Dan Lanning gets a high-end cornerback, an All-American caliber player. These are the kind of guys that Dan Lanning is going to need to land if you want to be competitive uh, moving forward because defensive back was a major issue for this Oregon defense um, and the passing defense in 2022. So we talked a lot about his speed. We saw that closing speed on the first highlight that we rolled the season, the closing speed. And then I think just another benefit of having this elite speed, short area burst, quickness, twitchiness, fluid hips, those are all things that you think of when you're describing Roderick Pleasant, Oregon's newest defensive back signee in 2023. I think that it helps you know increase your margin for error a little bit to a degree as a defense when you're going up against some really talented receivers. And I think one of the things that stands out with Roderick Pleasant is that he's not a guy that is overly reliant on his speed. So when I talk about the margin for error, you know, we're talking about some of that catch-up speed. You get beat off the line, but you're able to catch up with your assignment with your wide receiver, running back, tight end, what have you. Roger Pleasant is a guy that's going to be, you know, he's going to be a mismatch in terms of, uh, you know, athleticism and speed for a lot of these guys. And now that we're starting to get into some offensive highlights, 
maybe that's a good time to talk a little bit about what his role looks like at the University of Oregon. You know, I, I've covered this recruitment pretty closely um, during my time since I moved to Southern California. And one unique thing about Oregon's recruitment of Roderick Pleasant is that they're saying he can get involved as a defensive back, play some offense, and make an impact as a, you know a returner, as a return specialist. So that was kind of one of the things that I was really happy to see more of as the 2022 season unfolded for Roderick Pleasant and the Sarah Cavaliers. I saw him in that season opener against Long Beach Poly. You know, they were banged up. They didn't have a whole lot of depth in that secondary. So I was talking to his coach, Coach Altenberg, after uh, today's commitment, and he was saying that that's probably the reason that he didn't play a lot of offense in that season opener because they were just so banged up. But as you can see in the, the highlights here, I think that, that Rod Pleasant definitely has a, a huge upside on offense as well, maybe kind of a slot kind of a guy. Um, has that acceleration, obviously has good hands, has good ball skills. Uh, here you see him breaking up uh, another pass for this area defense. So I think his, his main contribution is going to come on the defensive side of the ball. That's not too much of a secret, but I think what's intriguing is that the impact, the opportunity for an impact doesn't end on defense. Let's talk a little bit more about maybe how Roderick Pleasant fits what Oregon's trying to do with their defense, with their secondary specifically. I think that Roderick Pleasant is a little bit of, I don't want to say an outlier, but he's a different type of defensive back here in this 2023 recruiting class for, for Oregon. I think the, the closest comp for him is probably Cole Martin from an athleticism and size standpoint. Uh, but Colt Martin's another really fast, twitchy, shifty defensive back who also did a lot in the uh, in the uh, return game at the high school level for Basha out in Arizona. But Roderick Pleasant isn't necessarily like some of the other defensive backs aside from Colt Martin that the Ducks have signed, especially at cornerback in 2023. Uh, you're looking at a guy like Daylon Austin out of Long Beach Poly, another South, Southern California standout. Um, he's also a track guy, so he's fast like Roderick Pleasant, but he's more in the neighborhood of, of you know, six feet, six feet plus at, at around six one. I think Roderick's listed at five eleven, but you know, after getting to see him in person multiple times, I'm not really sure that's a verified five eleven. Uh, I'd probably say he's more in the in the neighborhood of of five nine, five ten. Uh, if I had to guess, you know, I haven't been able to to you know get out my uh, tape measure or anything, but that's why I think he he kind of stands out as, as someone who's a little bit different uh, when you're looking at Oregon's 2023 cornerback Hall. Is that he doesn't necessarily fit that type of mold that that Dan Lanning has really established and worked with. You know, you saw Dylan Austin's commitment video if you guys haven't you should go look at it it's really cool um but but uh Rashad Wadu was talking about how Dylan Austin really fits what Oregon's looking for in a cornerback um you know long rangy fast athletic and and those aren't necessarily the same you know traits that come with Roderick Pleasant however don't don't twist my words here there is still a tremendous amount of upside for Roderick Pleasant at the cornerback position and what he can, can really develop into. 
like I mentioned, I want to go back to referencing that conversation I was having with Coach uh, Altenberg, the head coach at Sarah today, talking about just, you know, hey, you know, give, give me your scouting report on, on Roderick. You know, what kind of a player is he? What kind of a guy is he? And one of the things that really stuck out to me about what Coach Altenberg had to say about Rod Pleasant is that he's not really your – he's not really your – I don't want to say stereotypical, but not your typical cornerback, right? I think with some of those skill guys, right, with uh, with your wide receivers, with your with your cornerbacks, you know, they 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 like to they like to run their mouth a lot, and, you know, they like to they like to trash talk, they like to get in your face and you know talk some trash. But Roderick Pleasant is Roderick Pleasant's a different kind of guy. You know, he's he's pretty soft spoken. You know, I've I've done multiple interviews with the guy and he's someone who really lets his play do the talking, lets his running do the do the talking when when he's uh you know doing the sprints. So I think that that's really interesting. You know, he's someone who who just puts his head down and works. Uh just a really, really dedicated guy to his craft. And Altenberg describes him as a team first guy. And why he thinks that he could be successful at the college level, part of that comes with the the team first mindset that Roderick Pleasant is adding to this 2023 recruiting class for Oregon. A guy who is just going to get it done and is going to do what it takes to find his way onto the field, which I think, again, lends itself to why it's such a benefit that he's such a versatile athlete who can do so many different things for you. Um, so I think that that was one of the interesting things that really stuck out from my conversation with, with coach uh, also talked about just, you know, you want to talk again about a team first guy. He, he was th- looking back at a, um, at Sarah's playoff run and, you know, Rod Pleasant made a play. Uh, it was, he was in the playoff game and then he actually had to go throw up on the sideline, hopped right back in the game and was, was battling for his teammates, for his team. And that's, that's something that you want. Uh, in in your defensive back or anywhere on your team, you just want a guy with with that kind of resiliency. And I think that Rod Pleasant absolutely uh, checks that box. Um, just an absolute gamer, um, someone who has been on the national scene under the national spotlight, you know, for for the longest time. Um, you know, I remember, I would say, both he and Dalen Austin were big names that I knew about in Southern California, um, kind of, you know, between their sophomore and junior seasons of high school football. But I never really thought that they were guys that Oregon was necessarily going to end up landing and ultimately signing. But this is just another reason why I think Oregon football is on a really positive trajectory um, and why we're seeing these huge names, um, you know, come to Oregon and guys that can truly make an impact. I think that Dalen Austin, I would maybe give Dalen Austin a little bit more of a, of a nod for someone who I think can make more of an instant impact for the defense. But Roger Pleasant, I think, could be squarely in that mix. Um, you have a cornerback room at Oregon that returns a, 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 um, a cornerback room that returns a pretty decent amount of talent, right? You have... Christian Gonzalez going to the NFL draft, but the Ducks do get names like Triquez Bridges, Dante Manning, uh, Jaleel Florence uh, back in that cornerback room. They all played a lot of football last year, but 
this is a really defensive back heavy class and Oregon needs it. They need to just give themselves more options, have more guys in the mix, get fresh legs out there. Um, I think that that's definitely a, a huge testament to what they are doing and how they're able to build this defense in the right direction. Um, let's talk about Demetrius Martin. I think that you absolutely have to give Demetrius Martin a tremendous amount of credit. He has done nothing but recruit studs since he got to the University of Oregon. He got to Oregon and, and brought Gonzo with him from Boulder. And and he uh, and he you know pretty much developed him into a first round draft pick. Now, the next thing for Demetrius Martin is not only recruiting guys and getting guys to come here, but now that uh, some of these guys are are already enrolled, you gotta you know figure out what's your what's your follow up. You know how do you follow that up? How do you answer? Uh, some of these big-time offensive playmakers that are coming to the Pac-12, how are you going to make sure that Oregon can stop guys like that? And getting guys like Roger Pleasant, Dalen Austin, both who have committed and signed within the last month, month and a half, that's how you do that. You recruit difference makers. You go out and flip a guy from LSU. You go out and pull a guy, one of the top players in Southern California, right from Lincoln Riley's backyard. I think that those are huge statement wins on the recruiting trail. And you also have to give the recruiting staff, you have to give Tosh Lapoy. I already mentioned Rashad Wadud as a, as a huge, huge difference maker in the on the recruiting trail and with a guy like Roderick Pleasant. So Demetrius Martin, he's one of the most experienced coaches on Oregon's coaching staff. He's been at darn near half of the Pac-12 now, I think, and – after just seeing at least the recruiting developments, the pieces that they've been able to add, we still have to see some more of that development on the field, right? Because Christian Gonzalez was already able to walk into a good situation. He was already a really, really strong player. But basically the point I'm getting at, it feels like Demetrius Martin joining Dan Lane's staff at Oregon could not have come at a better time. But all that said, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to shore up that secondary and pump out some strong corners in the 20, uh, for the 2023 season. So we have to give Demetrius Martin a tremendous amount of credit. He's been doing a really good job on the recruiting trail since he joined the Oregon staff under head coach Dan Lanning. Let's see what else I have to talk about here. Um, you know, now that uh, it's signing day, uh, we're kind of looking at Oregon's 2023 recruiting class. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. Got the 247 page up right now. Here's a look at Oregon's 2023 recruiting class. According to 247 Sports, they have the number nine overall ranking in the 2023 cycle, number eight composite ranking, and the number 12 transfer class. Um I will say I'm not really sure what the difference is between the overall rank and the composite rank. I'm going to go ahead and guess the composite rank is just the high school class, the high school guys, and then the overall rank is the composite and transfer combined. But one thing is very obvious when you're looking at this 2023 recruiting class, look at the pipeline states that Oregon has established. California has always been a major part of Oregon's recruiting efforts year in, year out. 
Oregon and USC signed the same amount of players from the Golden State. Ten apiece. Oregon signed ten recruits from the state of California in 2023, and these are guys that project to be major difference makers or at least rotational pieces at some point in their careers. If you're just starting at the top with some of the biggest names from California, you have the headliner of the class, five-star wide receiver Jurion Dickey from East Palo Alto, California, Menlo Atherton High School. He's a guy that was getting a ton of interest from some other big-name schools even after being committed to Oregon. At one point, told me that he was looking to take all five of his official visits. And then before you know it, Oregon gets him to shut things down, and they even added his brother uh, as part of the 2023 class as a junior college offensive lineman, Juco guy. And then um, so that was huge, getting Jurion Dickey, one of the best playmakers in the country, number two wide receiver in the 2023 recruiting class. Big credits Junior Adams right there in that class. And then you have Mateo Uyangalele, the St. John Bosco edge rusher, Adidas All-American. He came down to a final three of Ohio State and USC. Uh, Tosh Lapoy and Dan Landry just kept working, kept chipping away in that recruitment, and they were able to pull off a big stunner during the early signing period and get one of the very best talents in Southern California, certainly the best prospect, uh, in the 2023 class from St. Don Bosco. I think that that is a huge addition. And to get him up enrolled early uh, in Eugene is is really, really beneficial. So he's a guy for sure. And then you can go down to um, go down to, to Southern California, right? And look at some of those guys that I was talking about. We were talking about Roger Pleasant, uh, top 10 cornerback in this class, Dalen Austin. Uh, and the number 12 cornerback in this class, Roger Pleasant and Dalen Austin are both top 10 prospects in the state of California. So Oregon's just doing an amazing job identifying these guys early and then closing. That is such a big part of the equation. And Dalen Austin and Roger Pleasant both bring elite speed to Oregon. Uh, Dalen Austin's another track guy. He's not quite as fast as Roger Pleasant. I think he's more in the neighborhood of 11 seconds in that 100 meter, but he's a guy who has extensive experience as a track star, so can never have enough speed, can never have enough athleticism, can never have enough playmakers in your secondary, and that is exactly what Oregon is adding with this 2023 recruiting class. Love the pairing of Dalen Austin and Roderick Pleasant as the top two defensive backs out of Southern California. Neither of them is going to USC. Neither of them are going to USC. Maybe that's the better way to say it. They're going to be playing their college ball in Eugene. So that's absolutely huge. And then you have another late riser, I think, in the, in the 2023 class. I'm talking about Solomon Davis from Charter Oak in uh, Covina, California. I got to meet him and, and had some great conversations with him just a few weeks ago. Uh, he was formerly committed to Arizona. Uh, but Dan Lanning and that defensive staff identified him as someone that can really contribute for this Oregon staff. I think he might be one of the best sleepers for Oregon's 2023 hull. So we're just looking at some of the, the, the really impact guys that they're getting out of the state of California, just absolutely huge. And then we got to talk about Jerry Mixon, the only true linebacker that they signed from the high school ranks, but 
I don't even know if true linebacker is the right way to describe him because this is a guy who did everything at the high school level. He played linebacker. He rushed off the edge. He played some quarterback for Sacred Heart Cathedral at times, played some running back as well. So that is so much versatility. He's the cousin of Joe Mixon, the Bengals uh, running back. That's huge. Um, George Silva is a high upside guy that I know Adrian Clem likes a lot from the junior college level. Uh, he, he's only been playing football for a little over a year. And excuse me, he's going to be heading to Oregon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then you also have some good pieces along the offensive line. I think these are more developmental guys. Lipa Moala from Modern Day and Bryce Bolton from Palm Desert. So those are two big pieces as well in this class. Offensive line is definitely a need. And then we can't go uh, without talking about Jaden Moore, the edge rusher from Central Valley Christian in Visalia, California. He's already enrolled. He's another guy that this staff is really excited about. Lots of athleticism, lots of production from his high school career. So there's so many levels to this commitment. Um, we talked about Oregon and USC those recruiting battles that continue to take place. Uh, we've already seen a number of these battles since Dan Lanning and Lincoln Riley were hired at their respective schools. I think the first one that we really saw was Josh Connerly, and he played a, a pretty decent amount of snaps uh, as a true freshman. That 14J package was um, was uh, you know named after him when they have that jumbo run package. So Oregon. Interesting that Oregon's first recruiting win over USC was on the offensive side of the ball. I think that surprised a lot of people. Then you have Micah Benuelos in the 2023 class out of the state of Washington. That was largely viewed as an Oregon-USC battle. I really liked Oregon down the stretch in that one, but USC was able to pull it out. Alani Noah is another uh, offensive lineman that both schools were recruiting, but he ended up choosing USC. I'm not sure how much of a priority he was in Oregon's class, but someone to mention nonetheless. And then San Diego Lincoln pass rusher David Peavy ended up choosing the Trojans. 
even though the Ducks were still involved in that recruitment. But again, I don't think he was a major priority TV for the Ducks in the 2023 recruiting class. He's someone that I got to see play this year uh, alongside Roger Pleasant, who was the best running back in the state of California this year. Absolute stud. Uh, okay, what else do we have? Um, we can talk a little bit about what's next for Oregon. Um, I think that the only guy you're really looking at now in the 2023 recruiting class is Deuce Robinson, the 2023 number one tight end in the country out of Pinnacle High School in Arizona. He did not sign during the uh, National Signing Day festivities. So here we could see a, a possible you know, guy who's pushing his recruitment past the traditional deadlines uh, or timeline rather. And I think that with, um, with him doing that, with him not signing today, that's ultimately a good thing for Oregon because it gives him a chance, it gives them a chance rather to get Deuce Robinson on campus. I believe he has one official visit remaining. Now Oregon, Oregon's priority is getting that final official visit because tight end is one of the boxes that I think you still need to check in this year's class. Um, and you do already have Kenyon Sadiq in this year's class, uh, one of the top rated athletes in 2023. He's going to be playing some uh, tight end for Oregon, but I think that tight end room is, is not quite as deep as you would like it to be if you're Oregon, if you're Drew Maringer and the rest of this coaching staff, right? You have Terrence Ferguson back from a year ago. He solidified himself as one of the, as one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12, uh, and you also have Patrick Herbert, uh, who should be back in 2023. But we got to talk about the losses too, right? Maliki Matsubau transfers to UCLA. Now he'll be lining up uh, against the Ducks. Actually, I don't think UCLA is on the schedule. It's USC next year. Um, but he could potentially be an opponent down the road. Uh, Maliki Matsubau could. Cam McCormick reunites with Mario Cristobal and Coral Gables to play for the Hurricanes. So that room isn't looking quite as deep as it did surely at the end of last season, and then you miss out on uh, Jamari Johnson, the Inglewood tight end who ended up sticking with Louisville for his college football. Um, he's actually from New York originally, so again, you see that uh, family and staying close to them is still very much uh, a factor in the modern day of recruiting. So I think Deuce Robinson, that's a really complicated recruitment for a number of reasons. We talked about the timing there's a lot of big competition for Oregon in that recruitment. You have Georgia, Texas with Arch Manning, USC with Lincoln Riley in the elite class that they have. USC just got Walker Lyons, a former Stanford commit, to uh, to commit to them uh, today. That was another big uh, storyline from National Signing Day. He's going to be going on a mission, uh, so he looks like he's going to be more involved in, in 2024 for the Trojans, but um, Deuce Robinson is looking for uh, a school that's going to kind of let him do everything because this is a guy that wants to play professional baseball and play in the NFL at one point. So I'm not really sure how Oregon's baseball program is, is maybe going to factor in to uh, Deuce Robinson's recruitment, but Deuce Robinson is the main guy that you have to look at now in 2023. And then I think that Oregon would definitely uh, – you know, be be interested in adding another tight end and maybe even another cornerback. They just added Pleasant today, but maybe you get a guy from the portal. Uh, that's a really crowded room now, so maybe not now that you got Pleasant, but maybe you get a guy from the portal, someone that has some proven starting experience at the college level, 
and they can definitely help elevate the ceiling, the ground, the floor of that cornerback room. Let's see if we can take a couple questions, and then we will start winding down the episode. Let's see what people have to say here. Um, Andrew is a frequent listener of the show, and he said uh, about Roderick Pleasant, reminds me of a Dory Jackson, undersized, but he is fast, probably the only player who can keep up with Branch one-on-one. Yeah, I love the point there. I mean, that was basically the one that I was making when I was talking about them going 1v1, one-on-one in, uh, in college. The interesting thing about Adoree Jackson, I don't know if you guys read my story on my interview with Pleasant breaking down his decision. That's over on DucksDigest.com if you haven't. But Pleasant told the uh, told reporters that he spoke with Adoree Jackson, uh, the Sarah legend and former USC Trojan now in the NFL. He spoke with Adoree Jackson this morning just to kind of get a little bit of guidance on the recruiting process. Um, so I think that that was kind of a cool little little piece of the story uh, because this was not an easy decision for Roderick Pleasant. This was a, a decision that really kind of came down to the to the last minute. He's told reporters that coaches found out where he was going to be playing his college football when the media found out, when everybody in the gym found out, when he put his hat on. So I think that's pretty interesting. Another comment here from Andrew saying, as great as Harbor would have been, and I think he's Kyle Pitts level talent, Pleasant, I believe, comes at a greater position of need. If Austin and Pleasant pan out, the Ducks are set at corner. Yeah, I think that's along the lines of what I was thinking as well when I was uh, kind of processing today's events and what ended up happening with Harper ultimately going to South Carolina and Roger Pleasant getting Oregon. I think both guys are really kind of viewed as cherry on top type of additions in the 2023 recruiting class, right? Uh, but all that said, I mean, Roger Pleasant's the guy you need cornerback is the position that you need more help at. I think that Oregon's got a lot of talented weapons at wide receiver slash tight end. Um, some of those guys I already discussed, but where Oregon was really lacking last year was at corner, was at defensive back, was defending the pass. So adding a guy like Roger Pleasant is certainly help, certainly uh, helping, you know, address that need. Comment from Nick here. Nick saying, looks like speed is going to be the name of the game for the Ducks defense going forward, which tracks because of Dan's defensive scheme of rushing the passer and having DBs stay on their wide receiver. Yeah, I think that, uh, that yeah, that's, that's definitely kind of what we're seeing, right? A lot of these guys that Oregon's recruiting or even adding um, in, in previous years, right? Christian Gonzalez, what, what was one of his best traits? Speed and he was tall and he was lengthy. And those are like, you just want your corners, best case scenario, they all pan out like Gonzo. That's not realistic, but I think Christian Gonzalez being on Oregon's team last year and having the season that he did, he's the perfect example of what Demetrius Martin, what Dan Landing, what Tosh LePoy want their cornerbacks to look like in their defense in 2023 and beyond. Uh, because obviously not all of these corners that they have added will contribute in 2023. Uh, that's just the reality of the matter. Um, but that being said, I think that there are a decent number of guys like Daylon Austin and um, and Roger Pleasant that could find themselves playing uh, as true freshmen. Mikey G with a comment. I credit you, Max. Having boots on the ground day of is noticed. 
was nice to tune in for the commitment for the announcement too. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning into the live stream. The the Wi-Fi and the hotspot was a complete mess, but we were able to get it squared away. So I was pretty happy to be able to live stream the uh, the commitment. Um, you know, it was it was really a gratifying moment because it was like you know this this is part of the reason that I moved to Southern California because I knew. Oregon was going to be recruiting Southern California incredibly hard and that, uh, you know, a lot of the top guys come out of uh, the Los Angeles area. So it was a really fun moment for me um, and definitely something that I'm going to enjoy reflecting on uh, moving forward. Um, let's see. <laughs> Brooks says, well, Pleasant is our top rated cornerback in this class. Good thing he doesn't have a girlfriend. Um, I wonder if, if that's maybe talking about how they were, you know, there, there's, I feel like in the era of message boards and social media, people talk about, uh, you know, there's been recruitments in the past um, in college football where, where, you know, players have maybe followed their significant others to their colleges of choice. Um, but either way, uh, this is definitely a big addition for Oregon with Roger Pleasant getting in the fold. Um Let's see. Mikey G says top end speed too. Sheesh would like to know if he's the fastest ever to play for the Ducks. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he could possibly be. I think when you're talking about speed, you're obviously looking at guys like D'Anthony Thomas, uh, who came out of Crenshaw in the early 2010s um, or late 2000s, depending on which year you're looking at. Um, I think that Taj Griffin was another incredibly fast player for Oregon. Kenyon Barner was also fast. I want to say he did some stuff with track with Michael James. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's too early to say, but I think Rod Pleasant is certainly in the mix as one of the fastest ducks, uh, even though he just uh, just committed. Um, let's see what else we got here. Just looking at the questions and comments. Um, Gerard says 39 and then in parentheses counting incoming high school recruits and transfer portal guys wearing Oregon uniforms for the first time in the 2023 season. Be sure to buy a program as you enter Odson. I think Gerard's getting at the fact that there are going to be a lot of new faces on this year's team. And uh, I think that that has to do with um, just the, the huge overhaul of this roster, right? And then we got another, another question here from uh, Nick asking how many more scholarships does Oregon need to lose to get down to the limit before fall? I don't know what they're at right now. I need to work on my scholarship math and see where things are at. Um, but they still have, you know, plenty of time, especially because some of these guys aren't enrolling early um, to, to get down to, to that number. Uh, I know one guy that uh, I would assume is off scholarship now is Suave Pody, who uh, announced on a podcast that he was going to be shifting into a coaching role. So uh, you got to figure that that frees up a scholarship and then maybe we'll see more movement uh, in the transfer portal at the end of spring football. Um, let's see what else we got here. All right, question, last, I think this might be the, okay, two more questions. Uh, another question from Andrew. Max, of the incoming cornerbacks, who do you see getting the most playing time this upcoming year? 
I don't know if the guy from Bama is starting caliber, but has experience and no clue if Pleasant slash Austin can play. Yeah, I think that the conversation probably starts with Kyrie Jackson, the Alabama cornerback transfer. Um, but but I need to watch some more tape of him too because I'm not sure I'm not sure what the floor is uh, or the ceiling is for a guy like Kyrie Jackson. But that is one thing that he definitely brings to this Oregon cornerback room that they are severely lacking. And I think that is, you know, some, maybe I shouldn't say severely. I think that maybe I'm throwing that word around a little bit too much. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I think that Oregon could use and benefit from some proven experience uh, and, and some more veteran leadership. Um, I think Triquez Bridges is the most experienced guy in that room right now as things stand. Um, so I would think Kyrie Jackson, just because, you know, he comes over from Alabama and you usually see a lot of upside with guys like that. Um, but I think I talked about it a little bit earlier on the show. I would think I, I would think right now that Dalen Austin is going to play the most of any of the incoming cornerbacks from this 2023 recruiting class to Oregon. Uh, he isn't enrolling. He didn't enroll early in the winter, but I think he might be on track to enroll for the start of spring practice. Um, I, I need to get back over to Long Beach Poly to get an interview with him and kind of see what things are looking like there. But I'd probably give the nod to Austin just because I think that uh, I think that maybe he finds the field a little bit more easily because of his frame, and um, I just really like what he presents as a player. Brooks asks, "Can Pleasant return punts or kicks?" Yeah, he absolutely can. Uh, we were watching some of the tape earlier on in today's show of Roderick Pleasant, and he is just an absolute threat with the ball in his hands, which is why I think he's going to be playing some offense possibly. Certainly want to get him involved as a returner because that's an area where he can contribute right away. Uh, you lose Seven McGee from last year. Chris Hudson also did some return stuff. Chase Coda did some return stuff, and he's not with the he's not with the team anymore because he exhausted his eligibility. So the specialist uh, as a specialist and the return game is definitely somewhere where um, where Roderick Pleasant can uh, can do some damage. Um, let's see. Um, I think that is about all we have time for today. Um, really appreciate the turnout here on the live show. Uh, I have almost 50 people. It looks like 49 right now here on the live show, but that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Huge news for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks football program with Roderick Pleasant announcing his commitment and signing with the Ducks on National Signing Day. Before I get out of here, you know I have some quick favors to ask you. If you haven't already, do me a quick favor and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and then do me a favor and support the Ducks Dish podcast by sharing it with your friends, with your family, with other Ducks fans. And make sure you lock in with me on Twitter, at Sports. It's been a blast. Big day for Oregon. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.